Hello and welcome back to the BTF podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. We're back with a fantastic episode today on Spotify, iTunes and all good podcast providers. We have a quartet in the virtual studio today. Um, I guess I'm the first member of that quartet. I'm the first Beatle. Uh, introducing the second Beatle, we've got Greg Hollands. Greg, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Dan. Which Beatle does that make me? Uh I guess it's McCartney. I don't know. We've okay. got a Liverpudlian or sort of a someone f- from near <laughs> Liverpool on the podcast, so maybe he can tell us in a minute which order the Beatles go in. Um, mm. Next up, we have John Aldinho or Dino joining us all the way from uh, Battersea. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Dan. How are you doing? Yeah, man, all good. Um, I guess you're Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, in this. Yeah. And then introducing George Harrison slash uh, Jake uh, here on the podcast for his debut uh, appearance um, all the way from, you will have to remind me, but let's say the, the outskirts of Liverpool. Um, yeah. to dox you too early here. But yeah, Jake, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I think for the sake of the podcast, I'll be Paul McCartney today since it's my debut. <laughs> Um, John Aldinho, George, Greg, Ringo. I'm not fucking Ringo. I'm not fucking Ringo. <laughs> As if. And uh, Dan, you can be um, John Lennon today. I get to be John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. I guess not, not, the, not the best start for us, Jake. <laughs> we'll see how we get on. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake. So you are... Um, well, actually, let's uh, we'll take things back to the beginning How and, and say, how do we know each other? Um, it is through um, Peep Show, and and you uh, you're a Peep Show content creator. That's how I first um, saw mm. you online. And I, I think I dropped you a message about. Um, I can't even remember what what did I drop you a message about? Oh, playing uh, Warzone. Yeah. So um, you ran your um, only COD can judge me mm-hmm. uh, podcast on Call of Duty. I made my uh, crossover videos on Call of Duty. So you kind of just messaged me on Instagram. Oh, um, got you. And before you know it. I was um I was on with you, and then a few months later, I was in Weatherspoons with you in, in <laughs> London. So yeah, is that was that in that that was in that like brief little window of us being allowed to do stuff, right? Is it was, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was September, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Which seems like I I keep forgetting about the fact that we were sort of allowed out, and actually, in many ways, it was that that period of time of us all being let out and the sort of eat out to help out thing that that then caused the knock-on of this mm-hmm. horrendous later lockdown. Um, I was sat in a club in Norwich, <laughs> yeah. a night, nightclub in Norwich. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you can come in, but you've got to stay at the seats. It's like, all right, mate, whatever. Yeah. It seems absurd. That. It seems absurd yeah, yeah. That, that that was all, um, that we were allowed to do any of that um, yeah. at the time. Although I wasn't complaining about the, um, actually that rings a bell. Maybe it was the time when they had Eat Out to Help Out and everything was like a lot cheaper um because i remember going to weatherspoons like a couple of times during that that period and you could get like a full-on like banquet for like nine pounds or something you could have like i don't know six dishes or something and it would come to like a pittance pretty Um, sure we had um six plates of chicken wings ourselves we did we did (laughs) yeah we did in uh, near london victoria um but yeah no it was all good um dino how are you finding lockdown or the, the end of said lockdown, sort of getting towards it. You know what's weird, yeah? So I I moved from one lockdown to another. <laughs> so yeah. when I was in North Carolina, we was under lockdown. We could kind of go out and they were starting to open things up. And then I came here, everything was open for like 
about a week or so and then lockdown again and i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh i got away from one to get into another yeah crazy it's crazy but luckily when i go back everything's kind of open now and mm. everything's opening back up here next week right Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah supposedly yeah the 12th uh which is monday isn't it monday yeah boy um what is that pub gardens gyms oh it's gym in the morning pub garden in the evening <laughs> sorted every day don't you worry about it's, it it's um barbers barbers for me as well uh, have we all yeah. booked haircuts i managed to get mine for the 24th that was the earliest i could get oh uh, yeah i'm just hoping to walk in and get they'll see the state of it and they'll do it for free <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah move out of the way everyone move out of the way <laughs> emergency emergency <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been pretty like like Lisa's um, been cutting my hair um, over lock, like over the last year or so, um, and I think she did ask me the other day like, am I going to continue with that or am I going to go back to the barber? And I haven't really decided <laughs> yet. Um, I might it might depend on performance um, on the next one, and we'll, and we'll review it and see what happens. But um, no, nah, she's done a like really good job, and I think it's one of those things where it get you get better at doing it mm. like every 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 mm. time you cut someone's hair it's like a confidence you build up a little bit of confidence you learn a bit more yeah. um so um maybe you know we shouldn't uh shouldn't part that one too early because haircuts are expensive yeah they're spending yeah i <laughs> used to pay five quid to have my beard like styled and stuff but over the year <laughs> as you say like i've got i've saved myself a fiver each time now <laughs> perfect yeah yeah you think of like uh yeah the amount of money that that just generally like even that, just like gyms, pubs, barbers, that's potentially what, like, if you use all of those things a lot and if you go to an expensive gym, you're talking like 200 quid a yeah, month yeah. that people <clears throat> might spend something in the region of that. So, Well, um, apparently pubs missed out on 85 million pints over Easter weekend. And you think a, a pint isn't a pound. No. So a, yeah, pound. like the av- mm-hmm. probably even like the average across the UK a pint is still mm. like three fifty something least. like that. Yeah, at um, least if you if you factor in London where like it's basically six pound minimum these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's interesting um, for sure. Uh, Jake, in terms of um, we won't quite move on to football yet, but in terms of of football, you are a, a Liverpool fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next <laughs> very... season, probably the wrong, yeah, the wrong year. To a be year ago, the... a year ago, there'd have been a monologue See. that followed that. Today, See, why... today, yep. Why didn't you invite <laughs> me on last season? If you invited me on last season, I would have been sat here with a big smile on my face. So. Yeah, yeah, I think and you had pre... too many apparently. So yeah, I'm glad you weren't on. <laughs> yeah, it was. We couldn't, we couldn't move for Liverpool fans on the podcast last this time last year, but um, it's a struggle I don't know to where book one. Come um now but uh yeah a very different landscape i think uh in terms of um the premier league and how it's gone and and how the season's gone for liverpool um but yeah like i say we will uh get on to that um shortly um i was going to say last point on on non-football related um matters um and i think this will be a mixed if not majority response against me here but will anyone be watching love island this year which returns i think on like the 20 so it returns at the end of july maybe or june i think it's i don't know whether it crosses over with the euros or not but yeah i think greg's a no i'm guessing jake's a no as well and dino i never watched it's never been a thing is it yeah um so yeah the the love island crowd are not on the podcast today because i think i'm pretty sure tom will watch it i think miller will watch it yeah. um levi will be on it um we'll be on it 
<laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, <laughs> imagine. Yeah, he's, I think he's happily uh, coupled up. But um, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, maybe we'll have a few um, Love Island discussions. But yeah, if you, you guys want to um, happily sit out, that is fine. Um, but yeah, football then, Champions League this week. Um, let's start, I guess, with the Liverpool Madrid fixture. Um, mm. This kind of went different to how I was expecting. I honestly thought Liverpool would get a result going out there. You're not not playing at the Bernabeu, um, playing at the um, what are they calling it? The it's another player, De, De Stefano mm-hmm. Stadium or whatever. Um, Madrid not having a particularly sort of prolific season, um, and Madrid really did turn up for this game now. Did everyone watch it? I mean, Jake, I'm guessing you you watched it pretty intently. I did, yeah. And um, what was your thoughts? What I would what I would say is like, well, before I could go into slating my own team, like you've got to say that Madrid were really good. Like they were better than what I thought. Um, that midfield three of um, Casemiro, Modric, and Cruz is just it's yeah. unreal, and it showed it showed the quality. Um, we were shocking in defence, um, but that's. You know, that's come to be expected without any Van Dijk or Gomez or even Matip. But they didn't have Ramos or Varane. Yeah. But but we didn't test their defence. That's the difference. They tested our defence. We we had one shot on target. So they thoroughly deserved to win. So I can't really even complain about it. Yeah, I thought you meant you mentioned um, no Varane or, or Ramos. I thought Ed, Ed Militao was, for me, it was, mm-hmm. it was the three Brazilian players through the, like, through their team of, of I guess Militao is Brazilian, right? I think was he so. Portuguese. Oh, is he? Yeah, Portuguese. Um, and Vinicius, Casemiro, and, and Vinicius were just mm-hmm. those. Those three players were brilliant, um, kind of like beyond expectation. And then, obviously, like say Tony Crows had a brilliant game. Modric of that midfield three was probably the quietest, but again, just. Um, with with Modric, the thing that always um, it's just his his awareness. He kind of has that Javi thing going on, where mm. like he's already pay, he's already played the ball on before he, before someone's even passed to him. Like he knows exactly where mm-hmm. that ball's going, um, and yeah, he's just like he's just such a magician. Like as soon as the centre back plays it to him, he just pivots it somewhere else, and then Madrid are out of trouble. So um, yeah, a very very impressive um, performance, and it does look like you know of of the two teams you'd you'd be expecting now a miracle kind of um in terms of you know liverpool getting yeah. out of that it's not like they haven't done it before but that was when we had fans but in the fans, stadium yeah fans yeah. in the stadium yeah, yeah it's a big if, if it was 2 years ago i'd actually fancy us to go through at this stage just yeah. because of the way things have uh, played out in the past but anfield is actually the worst place to even have this mm. um, second leg for us at the moment our home form's been terrible you know, we went, I think it was four years, almost four years unbeaten at home in the league to then losing six in a row. Like that's, that must be a new record, surely. Yeah, of two extremes. <laughs> yeah, it has yeah. to be the biggest. Uh, yeah, I would think so. It's, just, it's one of those ones there, like, um, it's a, I'm sure like Opta probably have it somewhere. Opta Joe mm. Twitter accounts probably tweeted something about it. But um, yeah, there's always like obscure facts or like obscure stats that, you think of and you'd like to know the answer to i think one um that i had uh like thought about and i'd like to know is that what games when they have a like minute silence at the start of the game 
like how that affects the first five minutes of the game because i'm convinced that usually if there's a minute silence i think that it's more likely that there's a goal early on okay. um and i don't and I, I i it probably doesn't exist and there's probably no way of tracking it like no way of dating it back without doing like tons and tons and tons of research but um yeah i like it when like you get obscure things that sort of pop up but yeah anfield um yeah certainly become just a, a vulnerable location <laughs> the, for Liverpool. the opposite opposite of a fortress <laughs> yeah it was an absolute fortress and um and you know in some ways it's it's nice because nobody can take away the impact of the fans now like because you like mm-hmm. you do get a lot of rival fans say oh yeah anfield the famous anfield thing and, and actually it's not that great but this this year has been a pretty good example of the fact that actually the the atmosphere at anfield is is incredibly kind of mm-hmm. integral to uh to liverpool's um success dino what was your thoughts on on madrid in that game they were quality um they just tony crows just kept cutting open the defense but you know i've, I've spoken about this before and i've seen like that liverpool constantly trying to keep this high line that is not working Mm-hmm. And especially with like a makeshift defense, which you know, um, is is it's not it's just not helping. Um, you need to drop a, I think you need to drop a few meters back, mm-hmm. just so that you can cope with it. But Klopp's persisting with the same system, which worked last season and the season before, and it's just not happening now. Um, He's very individual stubborn. errors unhealthy. Yeah, he is. He, he doesn't is. like a plan B. He sticks to sticks to what he knows and. That's what's been our undoing this season. He's refused to change. Yeah, I. Uh, it is. It is really difficult because I think, um, you know, especially the the first goal um, with the crow's ball over the top, Vinicius sort of taking it down in in between Phillips and Kabak. Who was the other centre back? Kabak. Kabak. Yeah. Um, you know that goal probably doesn't even happen like he's not even going to be given the opportunity to bring it down on his chest if it's van dyke and matip or van dyke and gomez mm-hmm. um and so it, it is really difficult because like you say it's it's your you know every everyone kind of suspected that van dyke was the the centerpiece of the whole thing and you know he came in from southampton and kind of just changed the club fortune and the mentality and and you know he seemed to to just change the club and and again much like the you know it's been proven that the fans mean everything to liverpool it also seems like van dyke is in yeah. everything as well um, he really is no henderson at the moment still either yeah well that's it honestly i think if you if you ask the well, a non liverpool fan who our most crucial player is a lot of them would say salah mane mm. but it, um henderson and van dyke by far are the two most crucial players for us Mm. Um, and they've been gone for the majority of the season. And it's pretty evident now, especially Van Dyke, not only from a defensive point of view, but also an attacking point of view. Like um, Geraldinho just said, like with the high line we play, it works with Van Dyke because Van Dyke can bring it forward. He's so good with the ball that he can spread it out wide to Mane, to Salah. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, we can play with confidence that we can spread it and open teams up. But since he's been gone, we've just lost that range of passing from, you know, the center, center of the park. Also, with the high line, um, he's pacey. Kabak and Phillips aren't pacey, so we can't rely on our defenders getting involved in the attack as much as we've been used to for the last couple of years. Yeah, it must be like mentally as well. It must be quite tough 
for Phillips to know that you've come in to replace Van Dyke mm-hmm. and you can literally see everyone every week going, this guy's fucking shit. Like, no wonder they're losing. <laughs> like, And also, I think that narrative, though, as well, of, like, actually, like, let's not even really worry about it this year, like, because we've got all these injuries. It, it is literally, like, we had no fucking chance with Nat Phillips, um, so let's not worry about it. But, like, that kind of thing must grate mentally on you like that you're just you're just a placeholder and you're almost expected to be really shit every week like there's no mm-hmm. one going like oh actually i think we might see the like elite nat phillips this week it's like oh yeah like bless him like he's just trying to fill in for like the best defender in the world and he's pretty shit um mm-hmm. whereas i do wonder like you know where could could you put him in would he get a start for burnley let's say probably not um i <laughs> think um burnley <laughs> burnley have got a uh, tarkovsky ben me you know they're quite s- stubborn in the way they play and they're i don't know it works well for burnley phillips is phillips is one of those players which could probably be championship level sure mm. you know one of the best i don't think he's up for it right now but that's not criticizing him that's just no. because like I, he's doing well considering yeah um he's just not at top class level yet and I, I think we might need to send him out on loan for a couple of years before he gets good enough yeah um do you think also that you've been in a position um while we're still on liverpool that you've been in a sort of a position this year where because you were such a dominant force in european football um that clubs have been sort of less likely to sell maybe like a a, a better center back to liverpool this year or I, don't, I don't know whether you know how far that falls on reluctance from liverpool to spend but also like other clubs and agents and stuff going actually we because you kind of backed into such a corner that everyone knows liverpool are so desperate for a a world-class center back this year mm-hmm. that i don't know that must work in favor of agents and, cl- and other clubs um probably but yeah just it, it it just seems like you know surely they could have gotten in a, a better a better player um they sort of i think uh Manaman in the commentary was saying like um that Militao is one of the people that have been mentioned and uh, as as being linked to liverpool in january mm-hmm. and i kind of thought like there's no way madrid would have sold him to another team still in the champions league you know it almost mm-hmm. seems like a journalist can write so-and-so linked with so-and-so and and then it's like why didn't Liverpool get him when really it's like Liverpool probably had no chance of ever Mm -hmm. like completing that transfer in the first place but um I don't know what's what's everyone's predictions Greg for the second leg of that fixture um back at an empty Anfield what's your prediction well this is the thing empty Anfield is a massive factor but also if there's two teams in the Champions League that regardless of home form in the league that you cannot write off Madrid and Liverpool are probably top of that mm. list and I think context going into this next game is really important as well you've got El Clasico happening uh, with for Real Madrid just four days before they have to travel to Anfield huge factor uh, Liverpool have got Aston Villa I believe yep and it's only a two goal deficit and it, yep. it's not not doable by Liverpool standards but also Empty Anfield is a huge factor. And Madrid, of course, sort of battered them about a little bit from what I can hear 
Uh, I didn't watch the game, I watched the um, City Dortmund game. But yeah, you can't write this game off 100%. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you willing to go with a prediction? I think it will be. It'll be a slim one. I think it will be Real Madrid 1 0. Okay. <laughs> um, Dino, we'll come to you next. Prediction for that game? Um, I say 2 1 again. I think I said 2 1 in the group, but um, with things opening back up and restrictions slightly relaxed, do you think fans will come around the stadium just to Won't be allowed to. Surely won't be allowed to. Like, you know, little things like, you know, bit of intimidation. Airplane banners, uh, maybe like fireworks and stuff, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Ashley they can try. <laughs> maybe they'll be able to do something just to, like, you know, yeah. play music in the play music outside the Madrid hotel all night so they get no sleep, you know, yeah. housery. But um, yeah, I'll say 2 1, even though, yeah, 2 1. 2 1 to who? Uh, Madrid again. Cool. Uh, Madrid win, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see past them Madrid going through if they play like they did. Uh, but I don't know. I, I would say more likely two one the other way. Maybe Liverpool take the game, win the game, but lose the Not overall enough. tie. Um, but I just thought Madrid, Madrid were way better than I expected them to play. You're right about the Clasico. Um, and that is a, a stunning El Clasico kind of setup as well this year because um, it's more or less like the winner of that will then get to chase down um, Atleti at the top. Um, and I think a draw in that game doesn't suit either team. Uh, so it is a must-win Clasico. Um, and you've got both teams on fairly good form, especially Barcelona on, on very good form, you know, minus the Champions League exit. Um, Barca have really been kind of like uh, building up um, ahead of steam so uh, I'm looking forward to that game I think it's a tomorrow oh sorry it's a Saturday night game right Um, so yeah well worth uh, watching Um, but yeah so I'm going to put my prediction in at 2-1 to Liverpool Um, so a home win Um, but uh, to to be honest though a 2-1 is an odd one to predict because if it is 2-1 you're literally sending um What's his name? Allison's going forward right mm. at the end of its two one. So maybe two two in that situation and an empty an empty net at the end. Um because Liverpool would literally have to throw everything forward for a two one, so it's less likely to finish um that way. Um unless they were already two nil if they're two nil up in the tie, they would be going through, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, two two I'll go with two two then. I've changed. I think it's going to be an open open uh, goal finish at the end from uh, who will be on at that point. Va- is Vasquez still there? He played, didn't he, this week? I think so. Yeah, there was someone Maybe. that was having a chat with Thiago at the end. I think it was Lucas Vasquez. Um, yeah. And then Jake, Liverpool fan on the pod today. What's your prediction? Um, John, from my head or from my heart? Uh, go <laughs> with your heart. Um. Five nil. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Just leave it at that. <laughs> no, um, I mean, as I said before, like I, I could, if it, you know, I could honestly see it happening, but I can't see it happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I might go with the same prediction. You've got uh, maybe two one Liverpool. I think we'll dominate the game in terms of possession. 
Yeah. Um, but that's what we've been doing at all these games at Anfield, which we've lost. We've dominated the possession. Yeah. Um, but we can't break teams down. Like you're a Fulham fan. You came to Fulham came to Anfield, frustrated us so yeah. much. Sat back, um, Brighton, Burnley, um, Everton, they all did it. So I'm pretty sure Madrid will be able to do it as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, so if we score an early goal, then you know anything can happen. But the way I see it playing is Madrid, they frustrate us and then they counter-attack. They maybe get a goal and then it's just all over. Yeah. I've just talked myself out of it now. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lose. Um one nil to Madrid, I think. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. it'll be even sweeter if you do um if you do get the victory and, and, and still go through now. Uh that we've all basically predicted that they'll go out. Uh <laughs> Greg, you mentioned you watched the City Dortmund game now. Um what a fixture that is. Some amazing um, young talent on the pitch that I think we're all looking forward to watching in, in terms of uh, Harland and, and Jude Bellingham uh, as well as Phil Foden I think getting 90 minutes too in that game um, what was your thoughts did it kind of play out as expected um, or do you think Dortmund sort of deserved maybe a, a, a point in that game oh it doesn't they didn't technically get any points for it but I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that it was quite end-to-end for about 20 minutes and then City... So, I mean, Emery Chan had a fucking nightmare of a game. He did. To be fair, the, the referee did as well in that first half. He was busy and he got quite a few things wrong. Jude Bellingham, my, my new favourite player as of uh, about six days ago, got absolutely robbed of a, of a brilliant goal uh, to go one-all, I think, at that point it would have been. I think the reverse fixture is going to be very, very interesting because I think Dortmund will feel a bit cheated out of that. Obviously, in Bundesliga, they're not really fighting for much. I'm not sure what points they're on and the teams around them, but I think they're on fifth. Mm. They've got a point to prove, I think. Um, Haaland, from what I watched, was a little bit anonymous in the game, so I think he'll have... he'll You know, he's one of those players. He'll want to prove a point. It's going to be a very, very good uh, reverse fixture for me. I think everyone's got a point to prove. And it's all to play for still. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Haaland um, in the game. He did He did have a quiet game. And then he had that one moment of, of, of brilliance where he, uh, I think Bellingham cut inside, played a ball off the outside of his foot. And then Haaland just played a first-time pass with his left foot into uh, Royce's, Royce's mm-hmm. path. And, and that was the equaliser. Um, but yeah, I think we want to see um a big game from him back at back at home um because it could be you know one of his last um Mm. outings for Dortmund in the Champions League seems very likely that this summer um he will be moving to one of the top teams you know Dortmund already are really a top team in Europe but one of the elite teams I guess in Europe um his dad uh, Alfinger Haaland and, and Mina Raiola went on this sort of wonder tour of uh, of big clubs to uh, to try and kind of get offers from Madrid and, and Barcelona and United and I don't know the Liverpool were part of that conversation as well or are you, are you pricing yourselves out yeah I wish I, it won't happen yeah because I think it was like United City Chelsea Barca and Madrid I think they are mm. the main did you see um, Haaland and Foden at the end of the game yeah, having a little chat. Yeah, Did they? He, was, yeah. he was like, "I'll see you next season." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I interpreted it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, it's quite likely. And and with uh, Aguero, um, you know, announcing his his departure from from the Etihad as well, um, 
there's certainly there's certainly a gap there. Does Aguero wear the number ten for yeah. them? Yeah, I want to say I so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I could see Haaland um, on the back of a City shirt next season for sure. It makes um, sense. It does make it, sense. <laughs> it's just who's willing to part with Raiola. I think. Have you? Did That's you see the? Um, I don't think I posted it in the um, in the group chat because it came from Puberty Sports um, Instagram page, and I knew that Tom would go Puberty Sport. Is it again? Uh, but uh, yeah, it was the demands. It's like twenty mil for Rayola, twenty mil for Alfinger Harland, um, mm. thirty mil a year or something for for. And then, and then the transfer. And fee. then the transfer <laughs> on top of that. So you're talking. Yeah, I mean, even just like year one, you've got seventy mil outgoings before even a transfer fee. So probably a hundred mil transfer fee as well to Dortmund at least. Um, yeah, and know, I still think Rayola shut that down. Really? Mm. At least on his Twitter. Or as in the, the, like, the personal fees? Yeah, all the fees. He 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 put like a little like collage of all the oh, okay. pages. New, yeah. And it was like fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Mm. Yeah, it's actually yeah, 30 40. Mil each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more, it's more. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, is it as if, you know, because you know that it's, even if it's not 20 mil, it's even, even 5 million to an agent is obscene. Yeah. Isn't it, really? Um, 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the funny thing. Obviously, he's shutting that down, but I'm sure he's still got a, a, a quite a keen plan um, for the fees that they will eventually get um and then yeah you mentioned jude bellingham as well there greg um mm. i've been very like i've i hadn't watched a lot of football from him before the international break that we've just had yeah um and obviously his performances in the in the england games um and yeah this performance for dortmund um looks a very very good player um i think you know, it was it was a is he going to be in the under twenty ones or is he going to be in the senior squad? It's now pretty close to a conversation of does he start for the senior squad, especially with injuries to people like Henderson. Yeah. Um, for me, he has to. I think even put <laughs> talent aside or anything like that. I think attitude. As soon as he came on the pitch, it, you couldn't tell. What is he? Eighteen? You wouldn't yeah. be able to 17. tell that he's an 18, 17. Maybe. You wouldn't even yeah. be able to tell he was. It, He's a player that I really appreciate in a player. Deli Ali was a little bit like it. It does remind he, me of Deli. Yeah, he doesn't care if he fucks up. Like mm. it doesn't. He's not going to avoid it just in case he gets it wrong. He was making mistakes, but keeping going, keeping going. And I think that we need that a little bit. I, I want it. I'd want him to start one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think. It, I mean, I, I think he's a a guaranteed. Um squad member at this point mm-hmm. um and yeah it will be a case of um yeah whether whether or not i mean I, I guess if he fits into southgate's system and if southgate is looking to play these two holding players um which is either going to be calvin phillips declan rice jude bellingham maybe james ward prowls like mm. henderson if henderson's fit etc um yeah i think bellingham's a great option to have and, and if we can maybe you know he plays he maybe doesn't play all three group games, um, but yeah, I think he's an exciting uh, talent for the future. And to think, you know, he's in the same club as Sancho at the moment, and um, and he's getting all that experience from from all those players at Dortmund, and he's playing Champions League football. You know, likelihood is 
if he was in the Premier League and he'd gone to Chelsea, say, he'd gone from Birmingham to Chelsea, there's no way he'd be playing in the Champions League at this age. He'd be out on loan in, in um, yeah. Hoffenheim or something. Yeah, Vitesse <laughs> or something. You know, he'd be out on loan in, mm. in, in the Netherlands. So, um, yeah, I think we're lucky that Dortmund did pick him up at such a, a, a young age and he's getting the minutes now. Um, and I think, yeah, we'll, Eng- England will benefit from that um, going forward. Jake, um, quick question. Are you... You follow the England national team. I know some Liverpool fans don't, some do. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Um, I've not watched, you know, too many of the recent um, games, which I could kind of, I think when I, we did a score prediction against San Marino, I said in the chat, 5-0. Five, five it was just the it. most stonewall 5-0 win. Um, it's, these games honestly don't really entice me it's just the you know getting to the um, quarterfinals semi-finals and all that i get really i get just this world cup just gone i got more behind england than i can ever remember mm-hmm. me ever getting behind my own team um and i'm really excited for this one because we've got like as we just discussed so many attacking options in the field especially that's like yeah that's the area which i'm most excited about um like you know your grealish foden mount sancho yeah. sterling rashford um, you know, there's so many players that yeah, that could get into any team really. So, this is the first time England have looked this exciting since maybe 2006. Yeah, yeah, the, the sort of the golden era, the Gerrards, Lampards, mm-hmm. and Owens and stuff. Yeah, um, Dino, what's your? Are you a big England follower or not? Not really. Philippines uh, national team. <laughs> yeah, we've got Ariola in goal. <laughs> um we've got a couple of the who was the guy players. um the guy there was a film i always forget his name the guy that played for young Fulham. husband nah he was a goalie as well and then he played for cardiff i think under warnock oh he's at cardiff now right yeah he's from I the philippines his name yeah he is he is i can't remember his name that's yeah. how much i followed him yeah the philippines yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i you know when i watch when I watch World Cups and Euros, I just want to be entertained. Yeah. And um, I don't follow a team, but funnily enough, when I'm in America and there's like a World Cup, I will be following England okay. just so that I can shove it in their faces. Because <laughs> Americans are so proud and they think like they should rule everything. So when when England do better than them, every, every person is going to get it. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, you know, World Cup, 2020 you know the next next world cup 2022 um i think usa will have a much better team than they've had at any other world cup for for a long time um there's the guy dest isn't it dest that barcelona is playing really well geo reyna um at dortmund obviously pulisic um tyler adams leipzig yeah the leipzig yeah yeah Mm -hmm. leipzig guy um so you know they've got a few pieces more than than they've had for a while obviously the best centre-back in the Premier League as well, Tim Ream, um, plays uh, for the national team too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think England will easily be a lot better than them if we uh, if we were to play them at the World Cup. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. There's And I think those big tournaments, it's so nice just to get just the buzz of a tournament. You know, even when, if you're an actual football fan, like even when inevitably, or, or hopefully not, but inevitably when England go out, we still watch every single game and we still live, you know, through every single game and, and, and watch them. So, uh, 
so sort of intently so i can't i can't wait for the for the euros um although obviously there's there's a few i think still potential complications with venues and and countries sort of allowing different things i think ireland um dublin uh is one of the countries that are sort of unsure whether they can assure um uefa that they'll have the the minimum amount of fans i think in the stadium they're looking to have something i think they want to play behind closed doors um so i think we're not quite guaranteed like the euros that we're promised at the moment but i think it's going to be a fantastic tournament nonetheless um so we look forward to that but uh city then on the return leg um heading out oh wait no is it back to the etihad where was the first leg first leg was at the etihad okay yeah so heading back to um west fallon stadion or whatever you want to call it borussia park Uh, are they doing it in in dortmund because i know with liverpool with leipzig in the last 16 we played in a mutual ground in uh, budapest because germany's germany won't allow it but then yeah, wouldn't, they so play both, if... wouldn't they play both in a neutral ground? Yeah, they would, to be fair. So maybe they've changed the... Nice in Dortmund. Yeah. There it is. Yep. I should correct as well. I think Borussia Park is mentioned Gladbach, um, just to throw that out. You're, you're supposed to be the pro. I know, these, yeah. As soon as I said it, I was stadiums. like, i got to correct that quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, what do, what do we think about that then on the, on the return leg? Um, I guess we'll get a prediction from you first, Dino. Um... I want to go 3 1 to City. Okay. Yeah. Jake? Short and sweet. 1 um, 0 City. I think they'll, um, they won't want to over risk themselves. Um, they'll just see the game out. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing there. They can basically come off the gas in the Premier League now quite a lot because mm-hmm. um, they've more or less got that sewn up. I know it's not, a, it's, I think, two more games or something and it's a done deal. Yeah. Um, and then they're obviously they're still in they got Spurs in the League Cup and I think they're still in the FA Cup too right? I think so yeah, so yeah. They're, on for, they're on for everything at the moment um, Greg what's your predictions for this Dortmund return leg? I think it's going to be spicy I think it's going to be 3-2 Man City Okay. late 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 goals two late goals to spice it up yeah I mean that, that Foden goal at the end um of the game this week was huge mm. um you know in terms of how it actually affects the how, how the the next leg plays out yeah um 1-1 i think would have been really advantage dortmund but 2-1 is 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 pretty comfortable ground i think for city and city will be able to score de bruyne is just on a fucking different level at the moment like yeah. um he's he's obviously consistently good anyway but it just seems like every game at the moment he is he's just unlocking teams for fun um so i'm gonna go with uh city as well in that game and i think um we'll see the same score in the second leg as we saw in the first one and it'll be 2-1 um and i think harland will get on the score sheet uh, this time as well because very very unusual for him not to score um on a champions league appearance um, so then let's move to last night's games. We had Chelsea Porto. Uh, now, Dino, you're the resident Chelsea fan on uh, the BTF podcast. Um, did you expect that win? Um, I think, I, I I mean, I watched the game and I think I watched the wrong game last night because obviously the Mbappe and, and everything that was going on in, uh, in the PSG game was... Um, very exciting but I, I stuck with the Chelsea game 
uh, and you were under the you know you were under the hammer for a, a lot of that game. Um, and until Mount's goal, I didn't think Chelsea stood really even a chance of even getting a, a draw. Um, were you surprised? Do you think that was Tuchel's kind of game plan all along? Um, I think everything that went wrong in the West Brom game didn't happen in this Porto game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, they had a few chances where Mendy had to pull off saves or they missed a the target and we took our chances. We, you know, we had two chances and scored. Um, so, yeah, I was... I was a bit nervy at the beginning. Um, at the first 10, 15 minutes, they were just peppering us. And um, yeah, man, we got a win, so I'm not really going to complain. Big dub. Not going to complain. Um, I just remember the goalkeeper. It's Neil Everidge, the one that played for Fulham and plays for Cardiff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> it's just come to me now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a real moment of um, class by um by Mason Mount um to mm-hmm. open up mm. um that game and and I think kind of in the same way that Greg you said you know you've been Jude Bellingham's number one fan for about six days now I would say for me maybe like probably around about six weeks I've been Mason Mount's number one fan I think this guy is like clearly one of the best in like for England in that position I actually think he is the best if you're putting those three across of Grealish, Foden and Mount at the moment, and I'm not saying that Foden won't eventually become the best out of those three, I think Mason Mount is the best player of those three. Um, and I think he's arguably the first name on the team sheet for Gareth Southgate going into the Euros. Harry Kane, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I just think Mount is is an incredible talent at the moment. And um, to think that... Um, you know, he wasn't really, I don't think he was necessarily even part of um, Tuchel's sort of first team plans when he when he arrived. And and he's proven to him as well that he's um, he's worth it. But um, Jake, what's your thoughts on uh, on Mason Mount? And um, as a fantasy football um, pro that you are, a top, top 100 in the UK, I think. Uh, um, um, or have you dropped out of that? I don't know. Um, you've, but... not, you've not kept up to date, have you done? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, uh, are you slipping down the rankings? Um, I'm currently ranked 1,300 in the world. Oh, um, get him off the podcast. Yeah, oh, sorry, oh, mate. We gotta let you go. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a few weeks ago, I was in the top ten in England. Oh my god! Um, I had, wow. I've just had two consecutively awful weeks, and um, the worst week was last week um, because I took Harry Kane out my team, and I looked, and every single person above me in England had Harry Kane as their captain, and I took him out, assuming that. Spurs were just going to have a drop in form. Um, he's he's been performing, so I captained Aspilicueta because Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea four consecutive oh, clean God. sheets, yeah. four consecutive clean sheets against Liverpool, United, um, Leeds, and Everton. So I'm like Chelsea, guaranteed clean sheet against West, West Brom at home. I check my phone, five five two. <laughs> Jesus, um, that's rough. That's so I plummeted out the top 100 and i'm even out the top thousand now um what does that actually work out um so say between you and the top 10 or whatever like how many points 30 40 or more probably about 60 odd 60 okay which is very hard to turn around isn't it at this stage of the season it is but the reason i actually got up high was by taking risks and um i just thought 
if you can get a differential captain pick like Aspilicueta and he gets a clean sheet and an assist, yeah. you know, it, it fires me up. And I've been doing that all season. It's been working. Yeah. I was due a um, a wake up call for getting a bit too a bit too cocky. You had to risk uh, it. You had to risk yeah. it. I respect it. Um, um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, on Mason Mount? Is he um, has he been a good player in fantasy football this year, and and just generally as a, as a player in the Chelsea team in the England setup? Yeah, thoughts? I mean both. He's fantasy football. He's um, valued. I think he's like between about seven million. Right. So he's he's one of the top wingers in the country. Yeah. And he's um, like a lot cheaper than you know Salah, Mane, um, Son. So yeah. I think he's a good like differential budget pick. But um, in terms of his real life performance for England and uh, for Chelsea, like, he's as you said, he's probably England's best attacking player right now. Mm-hmm. And I highly rate Foden, um, and I highly rate Grealish. I think Grealish is a bit different than both of them because Grealish is a captain. Grealish is like an all round midfielder who can win a game by himself and take a game by the scruff of its neck. Mountain Foden aren't that type of player, but they're more flair players. Um, and I think Mount has matured a lot more now. And he's becoming more influential. He doesn't go missing as much as like last season. I think Mount did go yeah. missing a few a few times. Um, but he's been Chelsea's best player. Like I'd probably say, along with Giroud, because I love Giroud. You know, like you got your Bellingham uh, fan down here, and you got your Mason Mount appreciation up there. I've got a Giroud poster. <laughs> would you take him at Liverpool? <laughs> I actually would. Yeah, I, honestly, I would. Um, when Firmino, I've always backed uh, Firmino as a underrated striker but everything that i appreciate about him his work ethic his um his movement off the ball his link up play he's not even been doing that recently and he's not scoring goals mm. so if you could just get Giroud off the bench after 60 minutes if things weren't working out he's one of those players you can bring on and like i'd want any chance to fall if i could choose one person for a last minute chance to fall through mm-hmm. i'd choose Giroud every time yeah yeah, I think uh yeah, I think he's on he is an underrated um Premier League player um across the years. Do you do you like him at, at your club, uh, Dino? Yeah, man. His quality. I mean <laughs> he he doesn't he's not your out and out goal scorer, and that's why Arsenal fans don't really like him. I, I I've seen a lot of people say, you know, Ozil kept putting it on the plate and he didn't convert, but he offers so much more than that, and I think that's why when he plays, he's he's so underrated because he's stereotyped into this like big lump when he does so much more than that. He he can score quality goals. His hold up play is quality, and and he offers a lot for the team. He does stuff like I wish I wish Tammy's hold up play was like Giroud's. Yeah, because then that would make him such a a much more better player, but. Unfortunately, it's not, and that's why Jury starts over him in some games. Yeah, um, heading then back to uh, Sevilla to the the um, Sanchez. P- I don't know. I can't. I can't remember the what's the, Ramon Sanchez Pijuan? Is that the stadium name? I can't remember. But anyway, heading heading back there next week. Um, Greg, <laughs> what's your thoughts? Do you think? Do you think um, Porto are still in this fixture, or do you think those two away goals, which I don't personally think should even be a thing, um, will be enough for Chelsea to sort of see it through? What's your thoughts? Chelsea get this easily. Yeah. 
I've said this on the podcast before. I've said that Chelsea aren't conceding a lot, but my worry yeah. would be that they're not scoring enough. Mm-hmm. I think that they've sort of nullified that issue really, especially in this fixture. And I think that I, I imagine it'll be a similar result. I think another two nil, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing when um, at like 82 minutes last night that Chelsea could just bring on N'Golo Kante, um, multiple World Cup winner, or sorry, multiple Premier League winner and World Cup winner, and Thiago Silva, um, just as like two late subs just to see out a game. Um, at the end was um, was a, a show of, of the depth that Chelsea do actually have in their, their team, um, despite maybe having a sort of a rocky season. Um, Jake, what's your thoughts on that return leg? Um, did Chelsea go through? They do. Um, like Greg said, it's just any team that can be as disciplined. And I know, yeah, the West Brom game, which ruined my fantasy football season. We'll, we'll forget about that. We'll put that down as a, a one-off. Chelsea have been like the most disciplined and organised team I've seen in many years um since two shots of cover and in a you know in a knockout tournament over two legs that's like the most crucial thing you can have if you can keep a clean sheet home and away especially in the away fixture you know when you expected to concede um they've set up nicely now they can mm-hmm. just you know they can literally sit back and even grind a nil nil focus on the premier league focus on getting in the top four yeah. um semi-final if semi-final will be against most likely Real Madrid um, and I'd honestly I'd fancy them yeah 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 I think it's a, it's a very um, it's it it feels like we might be heading towards a, a uh, Tuchel versus Poch uh, final I'd love potentially that. which has got which has got some yeah poetry to it as well um, I think I agree um, with with sort of everything that's been said here I think Chelsea should have this in the bag. Um, there, there's a couple of players, um, I think, that are coming back into um, the Porto team for that second leg, which will make it a bit more interesting. Um, I want to say Ruben Oliveira, but I might have got the, the player completely wrong. But um, I think they have a striker and a central midfielder um, coming back in um, for the for the return fixture. So that, that could be interesting. And also Chelsea, obviously, flying back to London and then back to Seville is different to going um, Porto to Seville is, is a slightly shorter sort of journey. So, um, and what's the, and who, who did Chelsea actually play this weekend? Cause that might actually um, affect it slightly as well. I can look that up. Uh, I think it's, right, okay. it might be Palace. Okay. Yeah. We've got Palace. We've got Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is arguably not, not the easiest game, but um, I still, I still think Chelsea, you know, that second goal last night is, is more than enough to kind of um, put them in the driving seat. And then, yeah, the last, the last fixture, um, 40, was it like 40 games or no, maybe 19 Champions League games unbeaten for Bayern? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, PSG um, upset that Mauricio Pochettino, uh, and his um, superstar team, you know, no doubt um, Mbappe and, and Neymar and, and the likes. Um, superb team. But yeah, that was a good fixture. I didn't actually, I didn't watch it. I saw the, saw the highlights, saw the goals. Um, but I would think Bayern are probably the hardest team to write off making a comeback out of the four games. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewandowski, is he set to still be out? I think he was out for yeah. a month. Yeah, so he's not going to be back, which no, is huge. 
Chupo Mating is not quite the the replacement. Maybe that um, is a bit of a Van Dyke for goal. Nat, Nat Phillips kind of situation, isn't it? He did Got a goal he, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did score a no, goal. He did. Um, but I think his 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 gen, you know, it is literally that Nat Phillips Van Dyke mm. situation. It's it's replacing someone who is arguably the best at their position in the world, and then trying to emulate that. And and it's um, yeah, it's not didn't work out too well. I think it was more the link up play with the other Bayern players that was probably missing. Um, yeah, there. for sure. I, I mean, saw- ever that yeah, they came out in the second half like a completely different team, Munich. Like, it was incredible to see that they were just pepper. And when I say peppering, they were getting brilliant balls in. But as you say, there was no real... I mean, David Alba put a beautiful ball in that anyone... I could have fucking headed it in, to be quite honest with you. But no no one responded. Yeah. So, yeah, you're completely right. Uh, the reverse fix is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I saw um, mm-hmm. I saw a stat that um, I think Kimmich um, created 10 chances last night, which is like the most... Uh, I think it was like the most since Ozil did the same. I think for Madrid, he created twelve. I think in a game for in Champions League game for Madrid, like whatever that would have been seven years ago or eight years ago. Um, when did he go? Did Ozil go to Madrid in twenty fourteen or was it before that? Was it ten? It was after one of the World Cups. It must have been after South Africa twenty ten. I would think. Mm. Um, but anyway. Kimmich created 10 chances, which was um, pretty incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's going to be a blockbuster um, fixture back in, in Paris uh, next week as well. Um, I feel like the Champions, Champions League this year is, is very um, nicely poised. And I don't know whether that is because we've still got so many English teams in there and, and some of the other, you know, there's no U. I feel like Juve are not really a Champions League team that I enjoy watching. And they're usually in the competition still at this this point, and they're sort of grinding out some result, and Ronaldo scoring a late penalty to put them through and, and stuff. And I think them being out is quite nice. Um, and yeah, we seem to have some uh, some some very good um, talented teams and players uh, left in the tournament. But uh, yeah, my prediction for the reverse leg, I'll go first, and then we'll get you guys' predictions. Is um, I think Bayern are going to win the reverse. I, I could see it being three two and it going to extra time. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I want to see at least. Uh that's so, what I was that was my prediction as well. Is it? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll go with that. Three two uh full time and then um, it's hard with those games because it, the likelihood of it then going to penalties is very slim because um you know, an away goal changes it and, and stuff. So it has to stay three two to the end of extra time. So I think extra time buy and win it. And they go through. Um, Dino. You know what? I want to say the same, but it does go to penalties and Mbappe or Neymar gets the winning penalty. Okay. Um, Greg? I think that PSG are going to win the Champions League this year. I think that they're going to go for it. I think it will be slim but I think Mbappe is just going to cause some magic. I think it's going to be 2-1. Bayern will go 1-0 up and then Bayern Munich. Uh, no, sorry. What did I just say? PSG. Bayern Munich will go 1-0 up and then PSG will pull two back. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you in the final. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd, like I said, I'd love to see that um, Tuchel versus uh, his Poch. old club. I mean, just yeah. Poch against. So remind me, so if PSG go through, 
they will play the winner of Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Okay, yeah. So it could still be. Um... I no, think it's right. the other way. It's the other way around. Chelsea no, playing I'm... Real Madrid Liverpool. I'm looking at it right now. The tournament tree. Can't be. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, winner plays against City or Dortmund. <laughs> well, at least that's what I've been led to believe. Yeah. Um, what are you saying, Greg? Uh, I'm checking on the UEFA. Doesn't give me the tournament tree. So we have semi-finals will be um, Munich or PSG versus City or Dortmund and then um, Liverpool or Madrid versus Porto or Chelsea. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what I've got on Soccer Way. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, my prediction then for the final would be I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the um, the same prediction of Chelsea getting through, and then I th- I think on the other side I think it could be a Chelsea Man City final. Um, that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, so we'll have Pep um, up against um, Tuchel, and then I think because I think next season as well. Chelsea it could be Chelsea versus Man City for the actual league as well if we have a full season of um, Thomas Tuchel um, so you see a new rivalry forming I think so I just I just think Chelsea have so many of the puzzle pieces already there mm-hmm. um, and you know no doubt he's going to say well you know I haven't spent any money yet so Abramovich show me your support this summer Get- Get your wallet out. Get your wallet out. They'll sign whoever, like whoever he wants. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a, a, a list of players that he, he knows that he's got a good chance of getting as well. Um, and not, I'm not saying that Liverpool won't be in that race as well. I think it'll be a four, four horse race, five Spurs, but Spurs, it's, it's hard to, we won't really drag into that conversation now, but I, I, I do think Man United, Man City, Chelsea, and Liverpool will be the top four next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Everyone writes Leicester off before every season, and, and look at them like um, yeah. s- sticking up there as well. But um, that's a whole nother conversation, though. Premier League, we we'll stick with the Champions League. We'll keep this episode to Champions League. Um, but yeah, I think I think it will be a, a Man City um, and. Uh, Chelsea final um, I guess we might as well just throw in our predictions now for the finals as well from everyone so I'll come to Jake I'll come to you next um, I'm going to go for a City City Chelsea final um, Aguero his last kick of the ball for Man, for Man City scores the winner absolute scenes um, he, re- he leaves City not only the greatest ever player but the player to win them the first ever Champions League and I hate to say that but you know, some things just seem like they're destined. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see it. Um, <laughs> Greg, you're going with PSG on one side, and then mm. um, other side we've got Real Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, or Chelsea. Who's joining PSG in the final? I think it'll be Chelsea. I can see them getting there. Yeah, I can see them doing it. and that would set up. Yeah, that would be the Tuchel versus PSG. Mm. Uh, narrative, yeah, I'm I'm here for that, and also obviously Thiago Silva would be in a in a bit of a sticky situation as well. 
because um, I'm sure he would like to see PSG uh, get that uh, Champions League trophy as well. Uh, and then, Dino, what's your prediction then for the uh, who, who, which two teams are getting to the final? Um, I think Chelsea, PSG. You were going with the same. So me, me, and, me and Jake have got the um, City, Chelsea, and then Greg and Dino on the... Uh, on the Chelsea PSG. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's certainly um, going to be a great uh, end to the Champions League season. Now, we were going to do a round of Premier League predictions, but actually we've, we've covered a lot of Champions League and it's kind of, it's, it's filled out the show here um, quite a lot. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll park the Prem predictions for the next episode, um, which will be coming up. I think we'll, we'll try and get that next episode in um within the next week rather than in a week's time and um those of you or any any of the the group that aren't on the show will make sure that we have their predictions as well um so that we can do kind of a full um btf sweepstake type uh round of of predictions for the rest of the season um so do make sure you follow us um on uh on spotify and, and itunes and um drop us a, a sub as well on youtube um, to make sure that you uh, see that content when we uh, put it out. Um, but guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to round off the show. Now, we're off to watch um, the Europa League fixtures that are on tonight. I think Arsenal and United um, are both playing, right, at the moment? Yep. All nil-nil still. Yeah, nil-nils across the board. Uh, Ajax, Roma and uh, Zagreb, Villarreal also <clears throat> happening. United should... Um, you would think they get past Granada, right? Um, yeah. But anyway, that that might be a, a you know famous last words type comment by the time this show actually goes out and United have lost three 0 or something. But um, yeah, we'll round it off there, guys. It was a good show today. Very enjoyable to talk about Champions League in such depth. Um, and Jake, I sincerely hope that everything we've said about Liverpool is um, is not true <laughs> and that you do get that magical five uh, nil. Um, Trent corner magic stuff that happened against Barcelona that time um, but yeah I, I don't know I can't see it happening but I, no. I, for you I hope it happens um, but Cheers. yeah thanks for joining us uh, as well for your debut show um, it's been great no. to have you on board um, and hopefully we'll see you again soon on a show mm -hmm. Greg also thank you so much for uh, for being on the show today and Dino um, same to you I like the fact that it's gone from complete daylight behind you um, to <laughs> the, the dark of the uh, the Batsy night um, that we see yeah. uh, in your background, so um, there we go. That's uh, that's what happens when you talk about football um, for an entire hour. Um, and yeah, guys, listening or watching, um, thank you guys as well. Uh, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye bye. <laughs>